This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. I got a special guest in the building. Um, For one of these times, I get the chance to sit here, chop it up, and have a great conversation with family. I got my man, uh, my cousin, the legend. Um, He goes by Clean Cut the Barber. Uh, You'll you'll also be able to find him as Eric Dixon. We called him Tony growing up, but thank you, you know what I'm saying, for coming through and Step into the pod and man, hopefully we have a good time. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to do this, man. So, yeah, Auntie's been telling me to, you know, get Tony on. Like you, you guys are gonna make some magic happen. So mm. this one is definitely for her. Mm. So, um, we kind of talked a little bit about this. I got a clip that I'm gonna play. Okay. Uh, there's a restaurant in Dallas called True Kitchen. Um, a lot of people say it's really dope, cool atmosphere, great ambiance. But they had a mishap, and the owner came and stepped out and did this. So uh, we can talk about it after we hear this clip, and you can let me know what you think. I invested a lot of money into buying this building and to developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come Stop the music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it. Now, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. All right. So my man has some strong statements. Mm. Um, as somebody who's an entrepreneur and you own your own business, um, how do you deal with situations when you feel like your patrons aren't respecting either uh, the establishment or maybe they're not respecting you in a way that you feel is, you know, frankly, right? Like, how do you maneuver that? Because a lot of people on the Internet want to kill the man. I actually want to give him praise for standing up for what he thinks is right. Um, anybody who's giving service, I think I speak for them, period, when I say, you know, that's kind of like, it's that's, that's, that's real disrespect. Like, it's like, you wouldn't go nowhere else to do that. You wouldn't go to, you wouldn't go to a shoe store and get some shoes and be like, hey, look, I got these shoes. Did you see the clip where I think uh, there was, a, it was somewhere in Asia and guy tries on a pair of shoes and runs out the door <laughs> yeah and i remember the salesperson was holding the box like oh my god like what just happened yeah and he was going out the door to kind of chase after him and the guy stops and runs back in just as fast as he ran out and you know obviously the first thought was like oh my god this person is going to take advantage of me he's going to steal something mm-hmm. like, wow i think because the salesperson kept his composure that could have gone a whole different way yeah. and 
I so, don't know. So was that like a prank or something? No, that wasn't a prank. That was real. Like the kid was just, you know, really running to test them out to see what's up. And for him, it was just like, yo, I just wanted to, you know, feel how they felt like while running. Like a lot of times we buy stuff for fashion. Yeah. It's very rare that we buy stuff based on like performance. Now, I'm a hooper. Like, so I, I'm copping kicks just because I want to feel how they like perform on the court. That's different than something I'm just rocking. You know uh, what I'm saying? Right. So I liken that to some of these situations that people have. Um, oh, wait, wait. So when he ran, he was testing the shoes. <laughs> he ran out the store? Ran out the Come store. Come on, though, man. <laughs> it, it's, it's, but I also thought that might be cultural. Like, in America, you're probably going to get tackled by loss prevention or some security guard or something. Um, we also probably wouldn't do that. Like, you can't really wear test stuff. Right. Unless you go to, like, you know, very specific stores. But it was interesting because, of course, you know, like, culturally speaking, the outcome was different. And I'm assuming they basically had a customer for life. And I guess the reason that I'm kind of bringing stuff like that up is because I'm trying to find a link between when things kind of go in weird directions, but we're still able to salvage it while you're also getting kind of like my image of what my business is Mm -hmm. out there. Like, I think one of the important things you said was, you know, I didn't know my worth. And so while certain people were dealing with me, I got certain clients they're taking advantage of me because I don't necessarily know my worth. Yeah. I think that you'll always get taken advantage of. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, people absolutely. will try you. You know what I'm people saying? That's won't the try you, people, people won't try to hand regardless. And, and that's just, why I played that clip for us to start because, frankly, you know, uh, people drank a lot. People don't know how to act in public. Right. Um, for lack of a better term. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that twerking is a bad thing. Like, do no, what you do. You know, people just have a good time. See, I but think. It's time I, and place. Yeah, it's, it's a time and place. And. Honestly, like I, I saw that clip, and you know, I like what he said, but his he he was as he was breaking it down, he he kind of went a little rough with it. Like he was going, he was on the right right path with it, but then it's just like, yo, you don't like it, get the fuck out. There's a matter of fact, there's a dance all over my shit. You know, then now it's becoming extremely aggressive for some twerking. You know, but so apparently that was like the third time he asked. Oh, that was the third time. Yeah, that wasn't. The first oh, the time. third time that night. Yeah, with the same group. The okay. same group. <sighs> mm. And so I liken it to um, everybody's talking about Dave Chappelle right now because, of course, like he's telling people not to watch the Chappelle show on yeah. HBO Max. They yeah. already pulled it from Netflix. Famous uh, skit from it: Eddie Murphy, fuck your couch. You got yep. you know Charlie Murphy stomping on the couch, getting yeah. mud on stuff. We made this habit of somewhere saying that standing on couches was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we go and we spend all of this money to cop a table so we can stand on somebody's couch because your mama would have beat your ass if you did that as a child. Right. I don't care if you got shoes on, socks, you stand on my couch, you you getting fucked up. So I think that it's from that perspective, somebody who thought that they were providing a nice service, a nice atmosphere, it's safe, it's upscale not going to denigrate my space right. by acting like this. Right. And I, and, I, and I totally understand it. That's why I say from his point of view, he was like, look, y'all, this ain't the place. This ain't what I'm creating this for. This is not what this place is for. So now that you put it up, I didn't know he basically approached him like multiple times that night. Now I'm just like, okay, listen, y'all, y'all, going, y'all, not, even, y'all not even respecting my business at this point. So I, I get that. Um, the speech 
I, like, I love, but I think, I mean, he basically was thorough with it, you know, so people know he ain't playing. Um, but I guess also he just like, look, you know, at this particular point, I'm going to stand firm and this is, this is my baby. See, and when you're an entrepreneur and you have a business, you, and you, like, you have a, this is, this is your baby. You, you water this flower, you watch it grow. You got this this vision of how things are supposed to go in there, and then you got some folks coming in who just don't respect it, and you know they come in, you know they turned up. I mean, granted they have a good time. They got a DJ in there, you know. We get that people get to twerking when they're having a good time, but it, unfortunately, we got people who, you know, especially if you came out and spoke to them most of the time, they still doing what they want to do. You run into people in life who just don't care <laughs> about how you feel or want to respect your business. Um, and I think most people who are business owners or entrepreneurs, period, has experienced that. But how do you deal with that? And especially, like, there's the criticism, of course, because mm-hmm. some people are saying, like, you know, we're pretty much in agreement. Like, all right, like, I get it and I understand. There's also people that don't understand and may not, you know, uh, support this man's business yeah. because they feel like he went too far or what he said wasn't right or, you know, like it's just some twerk and like what is that hurting for people? Like it, you get it, a it, lot of that stuff. Oh yeah, of course. But and this is where a lot of people, you know, like I say, everybody have their own their own way of thinking and their own opinions. You know, it's just like everybody all over the world has their own opinion about how things how things are. The man clearly made a statement of how, what type of establishment that he's trying to create for our people. And like I said, it may have been thorough, but it's like that's probably one of the ways he had to get it through. Like, listen to what I'm saying. Now, what the thing, the thing is about that, people, no matter whether you do something right or wrong, people ain't gonna like something. That's just something you just not not gonna escape. Now, a lot of people don't really like my my like take me for example my appointment system. A lot of people don't like some people don't like that. Oh man, why you gotta do it this way? Why I gotta do that? But like when I first started transitioning from the walk taking walk ins and all that and just going straight to appointments, people ain't like that. They had to get used to it. It's just something to get used to. Listen, oh well, it's, it's not changing. This is what we doing. It's giving me structure. I'm not gonna work. Y'all not gonna run me ragged. Y'all can't do that because now if I'm if I'm tired, then I ain't gonna be able to perform well. So what? I, so it's one of those things where you just gotta like constantly just get into people. It's like this is what this is gonna be. This is how my business is gonna be. I'm providing a certain service. This is how this is how we do it. Here. And just like he said on there, hey, look, we don't do this here. If you want to do that, cool. You go there or go there or to business or whatever. Um, I think as far as people basically speaking on it, I honestly don't see anything he said wrong because he's honestly just saying some real stuff. Look, y'all, I'm tr- I'm a black man. I'm I'm trying to do something dope for us. I'm trying to have something upscale for us, man. I don't want to turn it into this, this type of environment. Now... Some people more so more I think more so upset because of how it came off. And then but even if he came off as nice, people still have something to say, man. You can't escape it. And I think for him to be solid, it I mean he may lose for some folks, but just like he said, look, if you ain't get if you ain't with it, 
Keep it pushing. I don't want your money here. But this is what I build, and this is what this environment will be. You're not going to come in and dictate this. You can't dictate the environment. And I think, you know, and then some people going to feel a way. Some people are like, yeah, I feel you. Hey, man, that, he, he definitely, like, he like he basically built something. And I think and then certain people are going to get it. So, so like certain the, entrepreneurs are going to get it. Here's the counterpoint. We hear a lot about respectability politics. Right. Like Bill Cosby was pull up your pants. Um, mm. Wear clothes that fit. Um, put on a suit and tie instead of wearing like jeans and, you know, tie your sneakers, whatever. A lot of the times, like, we feel like if we package things in a certain way, people mm-hmm. respect it more or it's treated differently, mm. right? Um, I can't think of a time when I've gone to a RPM Italian or, um, I don't know, uh, name expensive uh, or semi-expensive restaurant that, you know, they might play some music and you'll get some elevator music in the background, but certainly it's not something where, you know, people are dancing, but you don't see that as a response. Like, I've never seen, you know, white people get up and like dance to elevator music at Morton's. Like, I'm sure it's something that they do. Oh, Maestro's. Like, Maestro's have a... Uh... Yeah, Maestro's is a, a thing, but like you never, you know, like that's the environment that he's trying to keep is something that he thought that he wanted to make it like a different tier. Now, right. if you want to go to some place, like we're in DC, we brunch. We know all about brunch. I would be willing to put our brunch up against any other city's brunch. Mm. Dead ass, like. Oh, like that? Well. Abs- yo, I lived in LA. Yeah. LA don't brunch like DC, bro. Word? Like Sundays in DC, the, the thing was, and I learned this like early on, uh, you start around like 11, 12, you drinking all day. Uh, what did my man Drake say? You can't be drunk all day if you didn't start in the morning. Like, that's how DC brunch is. Like, you start early. You don't get home until Sunday when it's what I don't care if it's the summertime, it's dark. Mm -hmm. Like, you get home at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock and you had a great day. That is how DC does brunch. Yeah. So because of that, if that's the environment that you want, I'm assuming that there are always places for that. Right. And just because he had an environment that played music. It didn't mean that that was it. Like, I got a perfect fucking comparison. I don't know if you've ever been to Lincoln. Um, Lincoln is over, uh, like, not too far from the White House, like McPherson Square, kind of where... Uh, you ever been to Stans? Yeah. Lincoln is Down, half yeah. a block away from Stans. Okay. Yeah, never been so, to Lincoln. So, I believe on Sunday they had a brunch where had a DJ come in. Um, they playing stuff, like, current hits. You can go... It's, you know, open bar. Uh, I believe it's like bottomless mimosas and drinks and stuff. And you order whatever kind of food you want or you order directly from the menu. However, you want to figure that part out. I've never seen a person get up and dance there. Why is that? It's not that, like, you know, people don't want to twerk. They do. But I think there's a time and place for everything. And we can't beat up somebody that wants his place to be something different than what yeah. people are kind of portraying it as. Yeah. And then also, man, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it could be a mixture of things. Cause you know, you know, you're talking about multiple people with different point of views. Like also it can be, you can like some people, when it comes to black spots, like a black owned business, it, it seems like, okay, we can do this here. 
yeah, I ain't gonna respect it. I'm just gonna do what I want to do. But like you said, at Mastro's, nobody gonna go in there being getting the torque and all of that, or or any other restaurant that may play music. I've been to restaurants, man, who got a DJ, man, a DJ jamming, get, you know. But nobody, nobody is getting up and like and getting the clapping, you know. But also, do you think? That makes the age difference. The age difference matter. No, my mother taught me. How, my mom specifically taught me how to act. Uh-huh. Never embarrass my family in public. Right, but you know also. But so going back to that too, it's a lot of people out here. You talking about all these people come out going to places and they doing stuff that tell you where the household they came from too, or how they was raised. It, it's, I can't even times. say that because I think a lot of times um, we all know like people that were knuckleheads. You know what I'm saying? They never listened to their parents, never did shit the right way. And it's not as if their parents weren't telling them the same things that my mom was telling me. Like, I know for a fact, like, hey, I want you to do this because your life will be better if you follow these things. Right. Like, I remember one of my friends from high school, like, his mom was very much like always trying to keep her kid on the the straight and narrow path or the straight straight path. He just wasn't with it. He just didn't want to do it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain people you can't get through to, and I don't want to necessarily blame that on the parents, but... You know how to act when you you move outside. Yeah, you're right. I give you. I, I, I get yeah, like I, I think a lot of times we make excuses for people like, oh, well, you know, nah, like you know how to act. We know yeah. right from wrong, and I, and this ain't that deep for being right or wrong, but like certain things ain't for certain places. And honestly, and and I feel you. And like, like I said, you, 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 we talking about a restaurant. And I feel you. We talking about a restaurant. Between a church bop and twerking, like yeah, you might real. be, you know, what I'm saying, getting your bop on the church on Sunday. And it could have the same drum line as a twerk song. You are not twerking the church, bro. Nah, because you have because there's a certain level of respect you have. Bingo. So, which brings me back to the whole situation with the the brothers' restaurant. They didn't respect him. They didn't respect anything he said. They didn't respect his space. And if he came out multiple times and said, "Hey," to the same group, to be like, "Look, y'all, you know, y'all have a good time, cool." So, and the thing about it is, it's always the the this clip that we didn't see or the stuff we didn't see. So I can probably now see like where the frustration for him coming from. Like, look, you know, I got to, so they not listening from the, from the nice, for me coming off nice. Let me come off like the way you want me, you need me to come off then. And then they just like, look, this is what I'm doing with my people. Why don't y'all understand that? You I'm not, this is not what virgin? I'm doing. Huh? You seen 40 year old virgin? Oh yeah. You want to call me a nigga? Yep. Now you got yourself a nigga. Yeah. Yep. That's real. Yep. And honestly, I've been in situations like that before. I've been in <laughs> people because see, when people are gonna test you, especially because you know you when you're a brother and you guys got your thing going on, you coming off like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, you come off easy but going you're a nice. nice guy, yeah. Yeah, Yo, you're a nice guy. Oh yeah, you got some people like, oh, he's nice, but you got some other people like, oh yeah, I probably can get this nigga. I probably can get him. You know, they're gonna try it, and then they're gonna be like, man, no, nah, I don't like this, man. This isn't that. And then you be like, look, bro, it's it's but so much you can do. It's like, look, this is what it is, and this and that. You come in, and you start getting a bass. Like I had to bass at people before, and I had to kick people out before, because for one, you try to bass at me about what you're not gonna pay me, but because for whatever reason, you don't feel like you should pay a certain price, even though when you book my appointment, the price is right there. It tells you what you're getting. It tells you how, how um, the, the price of everything you get. But now you don't see that. But now you try to f- 
base your way out of this and hopefully because i'm a nice guy all right you can go ahead and go all right man it's cool and one thing i realized about being about servicing people as soon as you basically let that slide that's it that they're gonna constantly try you and that's one thing i had to learn in my bit my line of work and i think with a lot of people who just service the public period like people are going to try you they're going to see what they can get away with until they know damn i can't get away with it all right now they're gonna get attitude they may leave oh man man forget this place then hey brother it so is what it is the, yeah but, I I, think, but it's weird I because i had them come things, back though no nah, i want to ask you something how often or it seems like to me, just from conversations that we've had, that you're okay with losing clients and or like losing money if it wants to walk out the door if it's not with you in the right way. I have I have have built up to that. Like I had to realize like you know, I know what I'm I know what I'm doing on my part. I see what they're doing. Am I really and and, I, and all they really doing is bringing more headache. And drama. Is it? Is this? Am I really that pressed for money? Okay. Uh, ooh, that that leads me into a great point, right? Um, I was having a conversation recently, and we were talking about kind of the Dave Chappelle thing. And I know, again, it's still in the lexicon, and everybody wants mm-hmm. to talk about it. But one of the things that I said was, people don't pay you what you're worth. Nope. People only pay you what you have the ability to negotiate. And at the time when you don't necessarily have like uh, you're starving artists, um, people are trying to get at you, like, but like you can't really negotiate. You tend to take anything that people will give you. Yeah. That seems to be the difference between you now versus you, let's say, you know, five years prior, right. where 2015 version of you cut and you're like, all right, like, yeah. I'll take this 20. I'm not happy about it, but I'll accept it. Versus now, like, nah, I don't need your money. Yeah. Like, I need it, it, for be- things to go right. Right. Because, there's, like I said, there's growth with the stage of business. Now, like I said, when I was in the basement, yeah, people tried it. I'm in the basement. But then also I thought, I'm in the basement. I can't. I can't but so much I could complain about. But now I have a location. I have a, I have a, a, a location in my business. I'm giving you the best service you can possibly get. I treat people heads like like it was mine. I get people service as if I want to get service. That service I would like to get. If you choosing to come here to do that, and I'm like, now I have to stand firm. Now this is this is my business. This is you're not going to come here and dictate anything. Like I'm here to service you. So whatever service I have to provide, you you you're coming here to get this service. So you're going to pay, and this is how much this service is going to cost. But you don't come in and be like, nah, you know what? I don't feel like I think I'm getting the best. I don't feel like I, this service is this and that. Nah, I'm, 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 so I'm going to give you this. No, we're not doing that. Personal question. What yeah. makes you a good barber? What makes you a good barber? You. What makes me a good barber? Yeah, I don't care about everybody else. What do you think makes you a good barber? What makes me a good barber? For starters, of who I am as a person. I'm an artist. And what comes with artists, I'm passionate about what I create. I put time in it. I I like to take my time. I like to I like to make sure every detail. And I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist. You know, I enjoy making and transforming people to make them 
a better version of themselves. What makes me a, a great barber is I pay attention to detail. I like to I, I like to focus on different angles of the hair and how to make the make, make create something dope for that person. What makes that's what one of the things made me a um a a, a good barber. And I can because I care, genuinely care about how you are going to look. Because at the end of the day, it's not about money. And I had to learn that. I, and I got caught up in this a while ago. It's like, all right, trying to get his bread, trying to get me his in here. But at the end of the day, it's not about money. It's about the work and the, the work that you put it in. Because at the end of the day, they got to walk out the door. The world is about to see what you did. I'd rather have that reputation than to just being here trying to just get his out the way. All right, keep pushing. All right, keep pushing. Because, and this is one thing I can honestly say that why I probably do have a, a good healthy amount of clientele which I'm very grateful for because I don't I, I care about what I'm doing I create this business because I enjoy it this is like an art form it's therapy to me so I I treat my clients hairs his if it was mine that's that's exactly what makes me different a lot of barbers don't I ain't got nothing. Just not, not no shade to you know, a lot of bar because barbers who know who get it then they know what they are doing. They know who they are. You don't have to shade people. I can no. do it for you. No. Right. Like I'm gonna keep it real. Not everybody can cut. I yeah. Think that, so to your point. A lot of yeah, people. Are but a lot just of people can't money. cut because honestly, they use this. They use this this business as just uh something to just you know to do. I'm getting yeah, a little bit a of money. This is a job. Me. This is bigger than a job. This is a career to me. This is therapy to me. I'm, like I said, I'm an artist, so this is my way of basically exercising my skill. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you why I think that you're a dope barber. Um, it's a little different than probably how you see yourself. Okay. Break it down. Um, one, there's a level of professionalism that your industry in a whole is lacking. Like, mm. I'm going to just keep it real. That's real. Uh as somebody you know um i talk about my hairline that i'm blessed to have it at 39 boy man uh hard to come by nowadays. yeah like and so a lot of times uh people push your head back trying to make something right mm-hmm. or i mean and that's a skill level thing but just in terms of uh punctuality um i think that you're forward thinking um and a lot of those things make the experience of getting your hair cut like easy right like i like i know i know if i say like all right let me go to your website let me make an appointment i'm gonna get to my appointment i'm gonna i know i'm gonna get in and out it ain't gonna be no bs Mm -hmm. um we were talking off wax and i told you like my college barber super dope he can cut like there's no doubt about that he's talented brother bad at business like I have an appointment at two o'clock. It's yo, like I got X amount of people in front of you. Mm. You told me to come at two o'clock. Like I, I made the appointment online. Like what do you mean? I, I don't get a haircut until five thirty, mm. or you know, like a lot of the times, like I try to make appointments previously. And fortunately, I had the flexibility at work. But he'd be like, "Yo, can you come at like one thirty on a Thursday, nigga? I gotta go to gym. I gotta work. Like it, it ain't always that simple. And I get it. And I appreciate you for trying to fit me in." But I hit you on Monday to ask you when I had like a, a free spot. You hit me at, you know, 
10 30 on thursday like hey come in now like <laughs> so like the the level of professionalism that you strive for and that you continuously attain on top of just like how you care i think that's what kind of propels you like every time i get a haircut if i put a photo up people are like yo like who cut your hair yo it's my cousin does he just like cut your hair like that because you got nah like my cousin is dope so i've seen people that like i know personally that follow you you know what i'm saying like oh, yo, okay. yeah your cousin can can cut like oh, man, I appreciate I've, that, yeah man. like thanks man love. It's, uh, shit, i've sent people to you like i mean i remember jeremy would complain all of the time like yo your cousin never has any like appointments. I'm like, yo, he's a busy man. That's like, honestly, you know what, you know what's crazy, man. And it's three weird. months in advance, people. So if you want to get your head, yeah, cut, please, please look him up, man. I, I, I listen. I, I, I for one, might I be able to get him by love. Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that love, man. Like, honest, for real, man. Like, it's just something, honestly. Like, this is my baby, you know, and I strive to be different from any barber in this area. It's just, you know, it's just, I want better service. Like I said, you know, I, I used, I know it's like to go to the barbershop and to wait and to be sitting there forever. And you'd be like, dog. Granted, you know, at times you may get a great conversation out of that. That's cool. You know, you may get, you know, you may get some, com- you know, some like a comical relief in there. And you may, y'all, y'all may have some, you know, great discussion. However, as an adult, time is money. <laughs> Yeah, I got I, stuff to you do. know, like on the weekends, yeah. I like to poop. I don't want to be especially on the weekend, especially on the weekend. And that's is, no disrespect to anybody that does. That, yeah, you like, know, yeah, I, I'm not ten anymore. Nobody likes to do. It. Yeah, see, when you ten, you a kid, you could be in there. It's like whatever. Yeah, you know, your parents drop you off. You, you ain't know, got no, you ain't got no real business. Right. But when you're an adult, no, anybody just want to come in and go. And I, and like I said, I appreciate you. You know, giving me a shout out on that, man. And um, you know, the thing is. I know what I, I I tried to build my business off of my own experience growing up. I, and then even going into adulthood, when I had at times before I even got into barbering, when I had to wait hours and hours in the barbershop. Hey, man, how many people you got ahead of you? Ah, oh, damn. Hey, how many people? Right. You try to like figure out which one you're going to go to. Then you got to sit there and like, all right, let me just sit here and wait. And then you see people come in and just. And then I try to be a professional as possible. Going back to like what some people try to like, I guess squeezing. Now you can squeeze in folks if the time is available. But the reason why I turn it down most of the time because I was like, you know, what if you was that person and you about and somebody squeeze in and you push them back? You like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, like what's going on? That's why I say I can squeeze you in if the space is there. I say I can get you a head shape up. Yeah, sure, I can do this and do that. I got this time, I can get it you in. You know, but I try my best to do that. It's not easy, but you know, I I try my best to be professional as possible. I like I said, when it comes to my business, I step back and I ask myself, what then? What type of environment would I go in? I'm just glad that I don't have to be confrontational at your shop. Like, and I'll give you an example, right? <laughs> um, we sit here all waiting. You know that I got next because I got a two o'clock appointment. Yeah, I shouldn't have to be like. Oh, yo, I'm going to cut him to him. And I'm like, yo. You're like, nah, bro. Like, come it, on, like, man. You say I shouldn't have to, like, put bass in my voice for you to, like, respect me. So, like, I can pay you to do something that, yeah. like, you know. That's crazy to me. Yeah. And that's some of the energy that you get at some places. Like, I know yeah. um, we were talking about a dude, like, I hate him. I think he's the worst fucking kind of person ever. Uh, 
Like, and I don't even give a fuck because I think he's a fucking trash person. Mel the barber. He hears oh, this. Shit. I don't give an entire fuck. Mostly just because, like, I feel like he moves in a way that's just not cool for business. Mm-hmm. Like, I would make appointments. Homie would be like, yo, my bad. Like, I had this celebrity client, so I'm, like, driving back. Can we, like, postpone or do something later? And I'm like, I made a, a point to make sure that I would do stuff at, like, specific times that would work. And you said that you were available. This is what your website said. Like, you're not keeping your end of the contract. But, of course, because you're prepaying for stuff, like, he ain't care. He's getting your money. Mm. I remember, uh, hell, Jeremy worked with him and did some photos. And he was just like, they were supposed to work out something. He was just like, yo, that shit was trash. Like, he ain't keep up his end of the bargain. I can't rock with that. I can't. Like, and I dislike dealing with people that I feel like act in that manner. Like, again, I don't want to have to, like, get tough to get you to do the right thing by me. Man, That's crazy to me. Like, I yeah, should, should be a cool, chill experience. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, that's not, yeah, I definitely uh, feel you. And that's why, like, I try my best. And, and somebody, you know what, somebody asked me this one time. They was like, man, you're going to get start cutting celebrities and then this and this and that and this and that. I said, listen, I said, now, opportunities do come, you know, and if it's a once-a-lifetime opportunity, sure. However, um, once what I would do once things start going like that, then I'm gonna have to create some new structure before instead, and then figure out a better way to have a better, another type of structure where nobody's stepping on each other's toes. And sometimes, like you know, I and I get it in certain cases when you know a cele- uh, a celebrity figure or something. I don't know, and they just like, hey, I need a haircut like now. Um. I don't, my my whole thing is. And this is why I think that you're successful, if I'm honest. And I'm, apologies for cutting you off. Like, I had a really good friend in L.A. Um, Lionel Dalton, what's up? Uh, he used oh, to cut all of these celebrities, right? Uh-huh. Now, I, as his friend, I could always get a cut when I wanted. But even though he had, like, celebrities that he would fit in and do different things with, that never stopped him from having regular clients that he took care of. Right. And his thing was always like, yo, it's cool that I got, you know, $200 to cut uh, this person or 200 to cut that person. Right. But that's sporadic. Yeah. Because that person isn't always in LA. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my regular clients that come in here every week that, you know, they're paying $45 a cut. I have to service them because, again, I don't know when I'm going to get this massive amount of money or, like, these big hits. Like, mm-hmm. it don't always work that way. Yeah. And, and, like, you just got to figure out, wait. Somebody told me this. And I was just like, okay. They said, just prepare for this. They were like, look. You know, some people may get a celebrity clientele and then they just be like, oh, I got to go do this and do that and yada, 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 right? But then they was like, you know, just to be real, sometimes you're going to just have to miss an opportunity because at the end of the day, when you have a business, that celebrities, it's cool. And, it, and you may miss an opportunity, or you may not miss an opportunity. But at the end of the day, your foundation is the people who come in there and put in, and who who basically create your business, help you create your business to where it is now. And those are the people that come to you on a weekly basis. Celebrity, cool. They're still people. Um, You can probably, if you can either work out something with them, or you can't. But at the end of the day, the more you keep shunning the people that's been putting money in your pockets for like these this amount of years 
I mean, unless unless that celebrity is gonna plan on like, hey, look, I need I need you for this and putting you on payroll or something. That's something different. But but it's just like the end of the day, like I'm gonna shun you constantly for a celebrity. But then it just be like, all right. And then you come back, then now you realize, yeah, a lot of people don't not rocking with you no more. Then now it's like things gonna go down a bit because those are the, now you're gonna realize those are the people. Yeah, who, foundation is the, the foundation. Yeah, the, you know, and this and honestly, I I care about my rep. I care about you know the foundation that I'm creating. You know, you survived the pandemic when yeah, man, nobody was cutting. That's real. That's that, real. That tells you what's up. That's real, man. That's um, that has had to be the hardest challenge, one of the hardest challenges of my life. But I made it work, and and that's because I had people who banged with me. But then, like I said, also I had to I had to elevate my business too. Now I have to change the structure. You gotta you know change the structure how things go. Now we gotta we gotta move a certain way. We don't have a waiting room. You can't just come you know can't just come in and sit and wait. Listen, this how this is about to go. I need. I had to create. Now I have to take those 30, 45 minutes slots I used to have. Now I have to extend those to an hour to forty-five, because now I'm explaining to you now. Hey, this is how this is about to go now. New rules. You gotta take your temperature. You gotta go wash your hands. You gotta come in my room. Then you gotta put sanitizer on your hands. And then I also have the air purifier. And I think that's another reason why too. I also. Do have a lot of clientele that comes in because I think because someone told me that they's like, yo, I pay attention to you. You do not play around. I go to other places, they don't even abide by that stuff, that type of stuff. They said, and that's one thing I and they said that's one thing that keeps me coming to you because I feel safe. And that's why I was like, you know, what some people say, oh, damn, man, you ain't playing around. I got some clients that be like, man, dang, man, you tight with this, man, you ho. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to protect you. And myself, because if I'm out for two weeks because I got a quarantine, y'all gonna be hurting. Y'all gonna be like, "Damn, yeah, we all hurting right now." Y'all gonna be like, "Oh man," you know. But I'm just, but you know, but also, you know, I got bills just like everybody else do. So, but I said, I this is my this is my business, this is my baby. It's not a job. This career. This is my lifestyle. I need to protect this at all costs, you know. And that's why, I like, hey. Not only are you getting the best service that I can possibly give you, but you I'm guaranteeing your safety. I'm showing you that I, I'm trying to I'm trying to protect you. And that's that that's what sets things apart. Again, I told you the way that you handle business is what sets you apart and why I think like again, because you you got the talent. I appreciate it. But it's legitimately about how you apply that. And you yeah. do it in ways that a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not, not going to step in and act like, you know, um, like everything is straight. Like, I still got areas that I need to, to best definitely work on, but that's nah, just part of growth. tighten up in different things. Absolutely. But, um, it's not necessarily about, like, calling you out for what you could tighten up on, and it's more about recognizing what you're doing well. Like, we can be hypercritical. That. You know what I'm saying? Like, I again, I got a podcast. There's shit that I'm critical about, like, frankly, about myself. But there's also a time for that. Like, this ain't necessarily the time for that. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I don't know, pick random thing out of the sky. Like, maybe my lineup wasn't as perfect as it was mm-hmm. two weeks ago. I mean, shit ain't that deep. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of, like, nitpicking somebody will have to do for, you know, like, what I consider, like, your art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 
you can't criticize like the process. You can't really criticize like you because again, super low key, real cool, down to earth, and you're good at what you do. Yeah. And I'm not the flashy type. Like, I ain't gonna sit and like, like, on like suits and stuff. You know, I like to, you know, like dress well, but I'm not the flashy superist. I don't wanna come off that way because one thing I realized too about being in this game. A lot of people don't like those type of dudes. Like, Maybe not, but sometimes you got to talk your shit. Oh, no, and no. You definitely talk your shit. Because if you don't, like, if you don't promote yourself, a lot of times people won't. Like, right. And it, it's a weird thing. It's something that I'm trying to get more comfortable with. Like, right. yo, I know my podcast is dope. I don't like telling people my podcast is dope. It's just like, yo, it's a thing that I do. But, like, if I don't tell you that it's dope... You won't think that. You'll just be like, all right, like, cool. No, nah, like, you, this is, look, this is a brand. And, and this is one thing I had, is I, uh, man, shout out to Wade the Barber. Shout out to uh, uh, Icy the Artist. And uh, my boy, uh, my uh, my boy Antoine, man. Like, and the, I keep inspiration around me. One thing about this, if this is something you created. Did, Okay, it's like, what do you want to do with it? You want people to believe this. Like, why should people should believe in it? You got to believe in it before anybody else do. Period. So, you got to make them believe in it. So, yeah, you definitely got to talk, you talk your shit. Definitely. Um, but you got some people who don't provide a certain type of service, but then they like, hey, whatever, you need me type of situation. It's like, that ain't the way to go about it. For, granted, you got to... Provider with amazing service Being like yo You should want to come to me I'm going to show you why Come here Let me show you And And there's you got some people Who don't even, Who half ass on that And they're just like Nah You, you, you should want to get with me Because I do this and do that You know, get with it If not oh well But it's like Dude your service ain't all that great Like make me believe it You know what I'm saying Like And so, so that's one thing I say I'm definitely confident with And And My Um you know my my service to to my clients. They they know, they like I I sh- I'd rather show you than I can I can tell you. But I I end up telling you like yeah I'm gonna sit up and be like oh you hey man somebody say y'all heard you the best barber. I'm like hey something for you to come find out. Nah, but yeah, you gotta talk this shit, bro. absolutely. Like, like I won't say I'm the best, but I'm like nah I'm, I respect my craft. Like I take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I talk about me being an artist so much. Because I don't this this is me cutting hair. It's it's big and it's just me just cutting hair and all that. Like I gave you an experience. You get I got I offer many services. I do everything when it comes to hair. Hey, talk a little bit about like installing hair units for people. Um, I was about to get on that. Yeah, and I only say that like because I know I got some friends that are bald and shit, and they yeah. don't want to go that way. But then I know my best friend. Like this I, nigga's always said like yo. Once my hair is gone, like I'm getting one of those. Yeah, like, send him this way. I'm like, nah. He's like, yes. Nah, send him this way, man. Yes. He won't even notice. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, LeBron, if LeBron got it, like, why can't like regular Joe Smith? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, I have the the hair unit uh service that I provide for uh, male pattern baldness. But um, let me say this: this is not just for men. This is for men, women, or anybody who have any type of uh condition. Uh, that's with alopecia or uh hey some people are on chemo you know some people are in an unfortunate situation man and then they want to i want to provide a service that make you feel like yourself and bring bring in confidence some people you know uh you know they they don't want to be bald or at least be bald yet 
or some people just don't want to be that at all and you know they feel more confident with hair and why not be able to provide something instead of me just like well look i can cut your hair off i can do this why not be like look you want hair i can give you hair you want to feel that you want a fresh hairline i can give you a fresh hairline now this is what it is um i when I, once i a lot of believe it or not a lot of barbers shunned away from that when it first that for that when it first surfaced and they like, man, put doing that man isn't that? i'm like y'all tripping you better be willing to give your clients whatever they need you want them to come back you want them to be like yo i want to come out I, I want to i make my business where i make it my duty to be have as much stuff as i can i do hair color i do locks i do eyebrows i do facials but did you ever think that being a master of so much or I'll say a practice like that you practice so much that you're really a master of none like is that ever something that worries you like maybe you spread your your net too wide uh nah I don't think so not I mean I don't really feel that way I feel like I the way I am like I say like even outside of barbering I like to learn everything like barbering like I said like I'm I'm not one dimensional uh, I like to learn everything. I like to learn stuff. I want to. I want to learn how to service people. How, things that can benefit. Oh, okay. Let me learn that. I can bless somebody once I learn that skill. I can be like, hey, I can use this skill. I can do this. I can do that. So, same. Far as me going to barbers, uh, going to um, to, to take take the class to learn the units. It was it was fascinating with me. But I saw most of all, like, dang, what this does to people. And then he's like, you know, that can go far. And there's people out here who want that, man. They ain't gonna say it out loud, but they they'll come, you know. And it's just like, look, bro, like I can make it look natural as possible, man. And the way when I first when I first did it, and the way that that person felt afterwards, and looking in the mirror, that right there was like, yeah, they felt it. good, man. Nah, so that was it. And that's what it was about. And I was like, it's all about making you feel good when you come to Clean Cut Grooming Lounge. You know, you're not going to just, you, you can't just, you want, I want you to feel good. I want you to look good. I want you to, I want your confidence to be high. I want you to smell good. I like, I'm, you're going to come there. You're going to smell great, everything. And if I can provide that service and you want hair, I'm here to, I'm here to help you out. You know, everybody not meant to go bald too. I mean, some people just keep it a buck. Some people don't want to go bald because they may not have the, the hair shape for it. You know, and they just like, man, look, I gotta yeah, do something. God, but that's for me. Yeah, I, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm real thankful I got my head. Yeah, man. You know, so I'm like, why not provide that service, man? You know, some people you can't. That's not always the solution. Sometimes, like, hey, you just go bald. I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> not in 2020. Yeah, you know. So that's why I'm like, look, why not be able to 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 provide a service, man? That help me help people out, man. They don't want to go bald. They don't have to go bald. It's an option. You have to have options, man, in this game, man. You can't just... It's not like the 90s no more. Or it's just like, hey, it's just boom, boom, boom. That's what we do. Get out. Like, dog, big, give them options. That's why I have people like, damn, I can come in and get this. I can come get that. Oh, I can get this too? Oh. All right. Cool. And then you provide... Then you give great service on top of that. People want to keep coming. That's what it's all about. And that's how you, that's how you have longevity. But a lot of people don't, and they lose clients because it's all about the money. Um, can you tell everybody where to find you? I'm gonna let that be the last word. Like, I got some shit that I want to get off, but I I think this is important. You know, I want All right, to but to, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. You can uh, visit my website at cleancutthebarber.com. That's clean cut with K's, K L E A N K U T the barber. 
Um, and definitely follow my page on Instagram, uh, which is clean cut underscore the barber. That's clean cut with K's underscore the barber. Uh, reach out, check out some of my work. Um, I got some new projects coming up pretty, pretty soon. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff on mental health, uh, speaking more about black men healing. Cause we definitely need a lot of that. Um, yeah, man, just look out, come on my page, check up, check me out and you know, Come get a haircut, man. Come get service, man. I guarantee, man. Hollywood service, man. Hollywood status. Nah, Hollywood is fake. Nah, yeah, fake. Like, oh you're not man. That. Yeah. So. Oh well. I, well yeah, I'll correct you. Like you just you give good service. Like, I appreciate that, bro. Thank point you. Point blank. Uh, appreciate it. You are always on point, always on time. Check my page out, y'all. Page speaks for itself. Nah, it does. He literally has a great layout. Um. Here was some shit that I wanted to get off, and I didn't necessarily think that it was kind of relevant to the discussion that you and I had, but I really wanted to talk about it. Uh, let's talk things. about like, it, man. Let's talk your shit. Yeah, having a podcast, sometimes you, you get this. Um, I had a job interview this week, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more disrespectful to me than if I tell you my name, and when you say my name, you say it incorrectly. So, a uh, gentleman was supposed to call me at 9 o'clock. First off, homie called me at 907. Um, I said, hey, this is Darrell. Homie says, hey, Daryl, how are you? But you said First Darrell. of all, like, I just said my name. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, I try to, I, I move past it. I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm, I repeat my name just to make a point. The end of the conversation, uh, gentleman then says like, oh, I really appreciate talking to you, Daryl. Like, you know, we'll be in touch. Bruh, you could not even say my name right. And I get it. Um, it's not my fault that the way that my name is spelled, that sometimes it looks like Daryl. Uh, it's spelled D-A-R-R-E-L-L. I get it. Daryl Green was a popular Redskin. I live in D.C. I'm from D.C. Mm. Not my name, uh, which is why everybody calls me Rel. So, like, these are what, these type of things that you have interactions with people where I'm like, there's a crazy sense of entitlement because uh, if I'm being real, let's say that the roles are reversed. If mm-hmm. I was the person that was interviewing you, I've always said people's names correctly. Like, I, I, I don't want to say it's like white entitlement, but it's certainly like entitlement from the sense like I don't have to do things correctly because I'm, you know, the boss out of the situation or I have more power. So people tend to look down on things. I, I find that shit to be highly disrespectful. Mm. Highly. Um, Especially after you already told him your name. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, if you don't know, it's like, hey, it's a I'm pretty sorry, high level job. Yeah, like, even if I get like another round of interviews, I'm going to decline that shit. Like, that's how much that turned me off. Like, uh, that with a few other things that I thought it's a mid sized consulting firm. Not going to say their name because that probably would be stupid. Um, but I hate shit like that. Really do. Uh, second thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? Favorite fast food restaurant? Oh man, you just came out of nowhere with that one. Uh, let me think. Uh, fast food, fast food. Uh, Chick Fil A. Okay. Everybody loves Chick Fil A for their service. Yeah. Would you think that Wendy's has comparable service to Chick Fil A? Nope. Okay, so I agree with you. Um. People may or may not know my mom has been sick for most of the year. She called me up like, hey, you know, like I'm hungry. I want something. Do you mind going past Wendy's to get me a burger? Sure. 
My mom is very specific. She's allergic to all types of shit. So my mom just wants a plain hamburger with ketchup and mustard only. Since my mom has been home uh, over the course of like the last two and a half-ish months, uh, I've gone to Wendy's a few times for her. If I don't check the bag, I promise you they will fuck up the order every single time. That's fact. And like, I get annoyed because I'm like, yo, why do I have to check the bag after you, bro? Like, it's literally on the receipt. You put it in right. Whose idea is it to mess this order up? Like, why do you not care? And if this was Chick-fil-A, y'all wouldn't do this and you would have a smile on your face. But now I'm putting Wendy's into the category of people who are disrespectful like Popeye's people. Like, <laughs> you already know, you getting all the spice from them. Like, that's what they throwing at you. They don't give a fuck. Uh, yo, man. Oh, that's a whole no conversation. I was like, man, who's worse? Man? Yeah, I, I'm starting <laughs> to think that Wendy's people are worse, bro. Like, so I'll give you an example. And this is why I really wanted to talk about this. Mm. Um, I get the, the sandwich. I open it up to, like, check out everything. I'm like, hey, I asked for this to be without cheese, nothing on it, literally just only wanted ketchup and mustard. The lady then tells me, well, that's not what's on the receipt. I'm like, ma'am, yeah, it is. So, like, you could see, like, the, the fire burning in her eyes coming at me like, mommy, I'm sorry. I think that lady probably spit on the food because, like... She just was not happy. And I'm like, yo, I'm the customer. I already paid my money. All I want is what I ordered. Why you got to give me this energy? Like, I can't get out the car like, yo, lady, what the fuck you doing? Because I'm bigger than you. Like, that that doesn't work in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't yeah. always punk people or give the appearance that I want to punk you just for you to do right by me. Well, I got to, I, I want to guess the location too. Because I Go think I know. Go for it. Is it the one on uh, Allentown Road? Absolutely. Oh, I knew <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Bro, I don't even go there no more, man. They blew me last time. Yeah, I'm never hey, man. Never going oh, there again. my God. I just felt, I was like, dude, this seems so familiar. There is no Chick fil A between my mother's That's house the and worst. Mine. I'm going to go out of my way to just go to Chick fil A. Yeah, it is. Like, trash. I'm only giving my money to people who, frankly, deserve that oh. shit. Like, if you can't give me good service, which is why I wanted to put that at the end of this episode, I refuse to fuck with you. Like I'm not giving my money to nobody that doesn't deserve it anymore. Man. That is my that is my my new rule. That I from the pandemic, going, yeah, that's something that I started saying. Like, oh, these places that didn't respect my dollar, you thought shit was sweet and you weren't gonna really treat me well. You know what? Nah. When shit gets sweet, I'm not giving you no money no more. Bruh. Man. I stop I stopped going. Even when I'm hungry, hungry, and I'm like, nope. I don't even I was like, nah, I, I ain't got time for it. Like I don't that's man, that's crazy. But anyway, this is why Chick-fil-A uh prevails. You know, and even if they do, you know, it's like when you, the, the service they provide, like, like they go out their way to make sure you have everything. There's stuff wrong. Oh, man, let us fix that. I'm sorry. Dude, you can't leave until we, they will chase you down if you forgot a sauce. Hey, sir. I don't even you know, care. I'm like, damn, thank Here's you. Here's the real. I don't even care that I don't agree with all of the, like, their social stances. You're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish you were open on Sundays. I don't necessarily have a problem with gay marriage, and I know that this is stuff that you put money into. Right, like, right. I don't really care about that. But you know what? You give me great service, so I'm going to continue to give you my money. It's just that simple. Like, yeah. you treat me better than the place down the street, so I'm going to just go there. Man, that is crazy, bro. Yo, just that I, simple, bro. I just knew it. I just knew it. it and it, that's what I'm saying. I, 
that's why I harp so much on just like how you treat people and how those things work. And that's one of the reasons why people are going to rock with you. That's so important. That is Customer uh, service is completely underrated now. And I think that a lot of times when people feel like they're hot, they don't have to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't have to do right by you. Like I had a whole rant because at one point I was talking about like, yo, let's say you want to buy a bottle from the club. Mm-hmm. You cop one bottle and nobody really checking for you. Like you're going <laughs> to pay that, that 20% uh, automatic gratuity. Let's say the bottle runs you $400. Uh, you already know. 80 of that on top of that, plus tax, you just spent $500. You saw the bottle girl only when she dropped your bottle off. Mm. What am I putting gratuity for? Right. I buy two bottles, probably still going to get the same thing. From the drug dealer that comes in all of the time, you're going to give me service because you think you get a bigger tip. That ain't how you treat people. Because $500 crazy. is still $500. Wow. Nah, it ain't fucking yeah, like it's 10 funny grand, how you broke that down, bro. But it's still $500. That's bucks. real. But we've gotten so conditioned that we're supposed to be like, nah, like... That's little money or like you ain't really doing nothing. No, wow. somebody spending their hard earned money with you is a good thing. Don't make it or, or like minimize like what they've done to help your business because they didn't have to do that. Mm. Man, mic drop. Yeah, that, that's how I feel right now. So yeah. I'm telling you, I only rock with places that frankly like treat me well or that I respect something about them because money is, I mean, Yes, I got a job. I don't want to say it's hard to come by, but I could lose my job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I could. Maybe that changes my lifestyle irrevocably and I'm not like doing the same shit. But since I'm not right now, I'm only going to give that to the people that have been like, you know, frankly and show I'm, me that they're worth it. Bro, listen, it's so fun that you said that, man, because that's exactly I feel like it's places I go to and I'm just like, man, I love y'all food. But then it's like when you come at me a certain way, I'm like. It, it just throws you off, like, dog. Why, like, why, why have a business to serve people, and you don't like people? That's like people that work with the the DMV, MVA, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, I if you're in a customer service job, yo, and you don't like people, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, I, I don't. And like I said, like, granted, like, I can only imagine certain like people in those in those type of jobs. Like, you know, because I see people for all of the walks of life and you run into different type of people. And there's some people are just kind of like, you know, they got their personality. Sure. Uh, but it's like when you go to those type of places, it's like, yeah, what what do you want? Uh-huh. Yeah, I ain't got time. Yeah, go on, man. Like, all these people. They, or you see them, like, you, you see a lot of people. You're like, oh. I'm like, bro, it's time for a career change. You don't need to be here. Because <laughs> I don't understand. I never understood that. That's how I feel about fast food restaurants. Fast food restaurants isn't the easiest thing to be in. Absolutely not. But you cannot just be there and just be ready to have it. Just attitude and just like Chick Fil A has the longest line in America. Yeah. When do we complain? And when I say we, like, when do we the customers complain that you know what? I'm about to wait 15 to 20 but, minutes in this but, line. But let me let me piggyback off of that though. Yeah, they do have the longest line in America, but yeah, you notice how fast it moves because it they have better. structure. But like that's my point. Like we don't complain about it because everybody at Chick Fil A is nice. They're yeah. gonna do the best job that they can to make sure that your order is right. If something gets yeah. messed up, like you know, many, you know, many times they've given me free food, like because it'll be like, oh, I order such and such. Oh, I'm so sorry. Keep what you already got in the car. I'm gonna just give you this. Right. Right. Have a nice day. And you know what kills me about when it comes to that type of thing? Except when Chick-fil-A does that, it makes you like that. It makes you go like, wow, man, you know, whatever feeling you had, 
it just goes away instantly. You're like, oh man, thank, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? But then, <laughs> like you, like you irritate, like, oh come on, man, with the line, man. So you get up there, hey, how you doing? This is that, and it, I'm like, okay, and they just talk to you, then it just. But that's energy. Energy is transferred. You know what I'm saying? Ding, 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 ding. Energy is transferred. So, but also, what I don't understand when it comes to these uh, fast food restaurants, I'm like, you know, you don't have to work there. You know, I, and sometimes people got a lot of stuff. It depends on what they got going on. But Yeah, but we could go down a real rabbit hole with that. Yeah, we really like, can. I have like a whole, like... It shouldn't really be adults working at fast food. Remember when we were growing up, it'd be like the manager was like an adult, but like everybody else that worked there were like teenagers and kids and shit. Yeah. The economy is so fucked up that we've given people like grown adults these positions. I don't want, if I'm 30 years old, I wouldn't want to work at McDonald's either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I get why like you could have a bad attitude. Yeah, I, yeah I totally Problem get is, it. That's not my fault. That's real too. That's definitely a factor. And you got a job to do. If you don't like it, Hey, brother, use this motivation. We got to get up out of here. Facts. You know? I don't know what that means I got to do, but I got to do something. I else. had some shitty jobs, bro. Oof. Man, I had some shitty jobs. But I was like, you know what? I still be able to give them, give, give them service. And I was like, yo, I, got, I can't do this. I can't get out of here. Whatever it means. But but it just, I what I don't understand, though, is when you there and, you know, you I, I try to I try to I study this and I'm just like why if you don't you clearly not a people person you know you gotta handle yourself a certain way why be that and some people are in a certain situation they may not be able to get certain stuff but at that particular point that's something some gotta click and you're like alright it's time for me to change themselves but that you know at the end of the day like I said tra- energy energy transfers like when you come at me a certain way and then I'm already agitated, it's gonna make me even more pissed. Like, oh, and you got to be have an attitude too when I get up here. Like, really? And this is why Chick Fil A prevails because it's all people will come back from the way come back because of the way they feel. Yep, you make me feel good. Yeah. Period. I'm, a, I'm I, happy. I'm gonna do one. I'll do one better. There are barbers out here who may not be that good. But the service is amazing. Yeah, and some people will be like, you know, but everything else is right, so I'm gonna keep going back. Yeah, I know people to do that. Yeah, you know, and and like I said, like I I understand that too. It's just like, damn, you know. But people would, some people would do that rather than going to a uh, a person who maybe dope, but then they come off a certain with the attitude. It just makes you feel weird, man. You believe a way, you leave out of it just feeling weird. It's like I appreciate cut, man, but he he a dick. Man, he, ugh, man, I don't like his attitude, man. Then it's just like, nah, I'm gonna go somewhere else. I don't like, I don't like the energy that's in there. Yep, I'm with it. Um, please check out my cousin. Uh, I'm not just promoting him just because he's family. He's honestly really good at his craft. Um, he's a good brother. Uh, I'm f- glad that we finally got the chance to do yeah, this. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. We supposed to do this last week, man. Yeah. Sorry, man. Thank well, you. Nah, this, this has been a long time in the making. We supposed to do something like last year. Like, yeah. I ain't even want to say like last week. Yeah, um, definitely. That's, that's on me. And it's uh, a pleasure, man. I'm glad to be on here, man. Definitely, man. I love what you're doing, man. And like this, this podcast is much needed, man. Especially for us as black men to sit here and just talk candidly about some real stuff that's going on out here. Oh, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? 
Absolutely. So definitely, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Like it was a pleasure coming down here, man. That's why I said I made it my duty. I said, no, nah, I gotta come up in here, man. Get this happen. Make this happen. <laughs> oh man, sure. I wish you would have been on last week. You would have killed that. Um, uh, but I end every episode saying the same thing. Um, ball players on a rap, rappers on a ball. This is the rel of the rel world, and hopefully we'll see you guys next week. We out of here. Peace. Uh, like that. <laughs>